Springfield's Talk 1041. My name is Nick Reed, and welcome to the show, everyone. Live from Scrambler's Friday Road Show, sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. Tom Martz is with us. We're going to be chatting with him. It is Friday. Uh, this week has been all me- in my head. I don't know why this happened. Tuesday, it, I, all day Tuesday is Friday in my head. I don't know. Have you been like a day ahead? Because I ha- I don't been, know where I'm at at this point. It has. It's been jumbled. It generally it'll be a day ahead, day behind. But Tuesday seemed like Friday. Today doesn't seem like Friday. I think it's because we've been working ahead. I think that may be what yep. it is. And you're going on vacation. Yes, that is true. I will be gone from uh, the show next week. Um, but you will be in ever-capable hands. The, the likes of people like Tom Martz, that gives you an idea what we're going to be looking at. Two Friday of the year. That's not true. <laughs> people like you. Which is bizarre. But they do. Well, in reality, if people actually knew, instead of listening to what it is that I say on the radio and how I say it, if they actually knew me, you think that they would? It would be a whole lot different. I mean, I can be like you more, but at times, but generally, I I believe that. Yeah, I don't really know how much I'd like you if it were outside of this. I I just don't know. (laughs) Look at the weather here in just a moment. First, the latest news update. From Cutter 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Edmond. An argument over stolen money leads to a woman's death, and the man who claims she stole the money is now charged with her murder. Brandon Huddleston was originally charged with domestic assault, but his charges have changed to include murder for the death of Lacey Nix. Police say in early November the two argued over how to split stolen money. Huddleston told investigators he shot Nix when she pointed a gun at him. Recreational marijuana sales in Missouri are turning cash registers green. Since legal cannabis became available February 3rd, sales have topped more than $1.2 billion when you add medical marijuana to the total. A trade association says that amounts to nearly $4 million worth of pot sales every day. And beginning Tuesday, Scenic Avenue will be closed at West Teton Drive so crews can install a sewer line. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. From Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Rain mainly through the morning, a high today of 56. Slight chance of rain tonight, 53. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, 64. Christmas Eve, rain 59, and Christmas Day, mostly cloudy. Rain in the morning and a high of 51, and it's Tom Martz, everyone. Did you know that today is National Date Nut Bread Day? Date nut, like as dates and nuts? Yeah, the date, yeah. the fruit. Yeah, I, I think it's a fruit. I didn't well, know it. can't it, be a vegetable, mm-hmm. so it's got to be a fruit. Yeah, I guess. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. But it, but it goes on to state that banana bread gets all the attention these days, and that's a shame, as date nut bread is absolutely irresistible. Have you I've, never I've heard not, of not date had nut bread that. before? Of what bread? Date nut bread. Date, no, I've not heard of date nut bread. Well, it's a good thing it's date nut bread day then. Okay. So get down to a bakery and pick up a slice, or better yet, bake your own. Let, a, let an internet search engine be your friend. I, I've not really been huge on dates. Um, I don't. I, I'm I don't, I, not one way or the other on them. So I would like to try the bread, though. 
In 1810, the British ship, the HMS Monitor, sunk, killing 480 people. Well. In 1956, the first gorilla was born in captivity, called Colo. He was born at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. 2001, Richard Reed. You recognize the name? Uh, shoe bomber. Correct. Infamously known as the shoe bomber. Attempted. Attempted to blow up an airplane with explosive in his shoes. Do you know what I remember about that? I remember the government at that time touting the prevention of that as we're on top of this stuff. This is an example of how it is that we're you know working in order to... Um, prevent terrorist attacks from taking place. And I'm like, but you, the guy got on the plane. The only reason, it was passengers that stopped him. Or he was trying to light his shoe with a, a match, and passengers stopped it. It had nothing whatsoever to do with government, well, other than he got on the plane. That, of course, it was because of him we have to take our shoes off now. It wasn't because of September 11th. A lot of people, which is understandable, we think, oh, you got to take your shoes off because of September 11th. No, it was Richard Reed. Because he turned his shoes into these little makeshift bombs. To be fair, there was nothing in statute that specifically stated that you couldn't take matches on an airplane. But there was something in the law that proclaimed you could not take explosives right, yeah. on an airplane. <laughs> Nitpicking. <laughs> and in 2018, a powerful tsunami hits Indonesia. Mm. Also on this day... Did you know that in 1965, the American movie Dr. Zhivago, David Leon's adaptation of Boris Pasternak's novel, had its world premiere? Have you ever watched that? I have not. Well, maybe I have. Mm-hmm. Knowing what it is that my li- my wife likes to watch, mm-hmm. and happy anniversary, honey. That woman has tolerated me for 35 years. Oh, yeah, happy anniversary to the two of you. <laughs> That was just. And my condolences to her. Yeah, my condolences to her. Uh, I actually enjoy watching that movie. I don't know if I like the movie or which sounds like a a, an odd distinction. Uh, I don't even know that I necessarily. I don't know. Let me put it this way. Sometimes I think that that's one of those movies that a lot of times people convince themselves it's good because they watch it and they feel as if there's some depth to them because they've enjoyed it. And I wonder if I, yeah, I, I've enjoyed watching it, but I'm like, is it that good? Maybe it is. I don't See, know. See, I, I may have unwittingly watched it huge, has an, huge parts of it, not realized that I was watching it. It has an intermission in it. Oh. If you watch it straight through, there is a period of time where it's just instrumental. Is that because of how long it is? Yes. Oh. Now, on today's date, 1941, U.S. President FDR and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill met in Washington, D.C. to discuss World War II. And I bet you, based on today's time frame, they were talking about the weather, too. Most likely. Uh, let's see. What else happened? Oh, Bernie Getz, an American electrician, shot four African-American males on a New York City subway train alleging that they were mugging him. The incident triggered widespread debate about race and crime in the United States. And then What's-His-Face from Chicago said, hold my beer, and created an event where two white MAGA Republicans 
Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Smollett. I couldn't think of his name. With his Subway sandwich. That's it. The Constitution of the Republic of Croatia was promulgated. Now get this, get the way they term this stuff. Granting such classic civil rights as freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of information and association, as well as guaranteeing the equity of nationalities. And also on today's date in 2010, U.S. President Barack Obama signed legislation to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell, the policy regarding the service of homosexuals in the military. It took effect the following year. That is Bill Clinton legislation that today, while it is condemned as being homophobic, does not stop Democrats from fawning over what a great President Bill Clinton was. Yeah, and it, it, it's also one of those pieces of legislation that Bush actually gets the blame for it. Oh, sure. I've never heard any Democrat make the case no. that it was Clinton. No. They always they blame it on Bush. They blame NAFTA yeah. on Bush when yeah. that was also Clinton. Yeah, I know. I know. Tom, a- yeah. Abraham Lincoln has the quote of the day. Oh. You cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Mm. This is true. Tom Arts with us this morning. The Friday Road Show, sponsored by Extra Mile, home inspection and real estate repair. A traffic update more ahead. I'm Nick Reed. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. Check engine light, don't ignore it. You, you just don't want to ignore that. It comes on for a reason. You may think, well, my car seems to be driving fine. Cars are computers with wheels, and they are designed so that when there is some sort of issue that would normally affect the performance of your vehicle to compensate for it in other ways so that you can continue to drive as best as possible. So then the light comes on and lets you know, hey, we know you don't feel it. We know you can't tell, but there's an issue here. Now, sometimes it may be inconsequential. Oftentimes it may not be. And it could be the sort of thing that leads to a bigger problem. Point being, don't ignore the check engine light. A1 Custom Car Care for your check engine light. And all other needs as well. We have Tom Martz with us this hey, Also, other days of note for today. All right. Besides National Date Nut Bread Day, we have Abilities Day. We have Mathematics Day. Wait, Abilities Day? Abilities Day. I'll tell you what that is. Oh, okay. All right. We have National Cookie Exchange Day. Oh. National Short Person Day. Whatever. Snood Day. Hmm. It's a head garment. <laughs> is it a religious or just a... No, it's just, just a... a okay. Got a it. Snood is another name for some sort of fancy like head a stop, garment. Stop, stocking cap type? Or, or it doesn't like really a, say. Okay. It just says head garment. And it's it also up. Forefathers Day. Today is the day that we're supposed to honor the individuals who landed at Plymouth Rock. Okay. A snood. Which one did you want to know about, Abilities Day? Yeah, I suspect I have an idea. I think it has to do with people who have no ability. Well, snoods are goofy looking. Abilities Day is an event that aims to promote inclusion and raise awareness about the abilities and potential of individuals with disabilities. It provides a platform for showcasing their talent, skills, and achievements and work towards breaking down barriers and stereotypes associated with disability. Now, I should have known that because there for like about four or five years in a row, there's a there's a place up here on National called Abilities First. 
Oh, really? That we had a we had a charity bike ride that started down at Cox okay. and National down by Retro Metro, mm-hmm. and it worked its way clear out into Billings and almost to Marionville and back to raise awareness and uh-huh. to, to raise money for Abilities First, which dealt with people with disabilities. That seems very very confusing. Yeah, it, so it, it's about disabilities but it's called abilities well we don't want to call it disabilities day because then that would be that might be triggering so but it's to highlight that disabled people do have some uh, other abilities yeah that's why we have that's why we have olympics it should be called it should be called alternative abilities day because they may have alternative abilities. Or maybe I don't understand it. I don't know. And also, I did, I'm, I'm I did not, go I'm, to the link for the National Short Persons Day, yeah. but it doesn't proclaim what a height-wise, it doesn't list what well, is proclaimed that, as a short person. Well, that would be awfully judgmental, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be awfully so judgmental. So this way, anyone can self-identify as short. Why one would want to, I don't know. Sarah's raising her well, hand. Well, she's raising her hand, but as as for women... She's yeah, not I don't, short. I, I don't consider you short. I'm five five. It's average. Yeah, you're. I average. mean, it's like. It's, but I'm short compared to people at this table. Yeah, it's all relative. Mm-hmm. It is. I, the other day, I was I was perusing through Facebook, and a buddy of mine posted a picture of him standing beside uh, Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim Patrick's like six two, six four. To see him standing beside him, I, th- I thought he was like 4'10". <laughs> and I know darn well he's at least 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but when you're standing behind, beside somebody that tall, oh, it yeah. just looks odd. I'm going to have to let my sister know this because she has been sending me, um, for a couple of weeks now, a stream of videos that center around the short people. Oh. Extremely short. You know, in Florida, they Little still people. have midget throwing contests. Fun size people. Oh, <laughs> just in Florida? I think that's the only state still that still has that? them. Have you seen they? They used to have bowling. Where? Yeah, look it up. Midget bowling? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do remember there was such a thing. They they didn't roll. But I think they had some sort. Uh, they they would slide down and they had a helmet on. Yeah, and you grab them by the seat of their pants and grab them by the uh, the back of the. I think it was like by the scruff of the neck. Scruff it's, of it, the neck. It's because of what they were wearing that allowed you to do that, yeah. and then you could throw them down an alley. That sort of that that is to me. It's to some degree like prostitution. Where you have some people, they say that's horrible, it's exploitive, and then you're like, yeah, but they're the ones that are doing it. They are taking their disability and making an ability out of it. They're capitalizing off of off of their uniqueness. And so that's that debate whether or not they are taking you know, their particular situation and empowering themselves with it, or are they being exploited? It's it's kind of like the day that we that were great? we were in the house watching our dog and our cat go at one another, and then all of a sudden the dog puts the cat's mouth in its head. And right. Wait, yeah, it literally around, just right? tosses his head and throws it into the kitchen, <laughs> and the cat went sliding across the linoleum floor. Then comes back and begs for more. Yeah. It's like okay, you can't correct the dog now. Yeah. The right. cat thinks it's fun. <laughs> hey, who I. People should be able to just do what you want. You enjoy it. Have at it. 
We've got Tom Arts with us. Take another break. Continue on our Friday Road Show from Scramblers, sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. I'm Nick Reed. Tom Martz. Hey, I have to applaud ScoMo. I'm going <laughs> to rip on SCOCO uh, 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 after the news break, but I've got to credit ScoMo. I, that is I, the Supreme Court of Missouri. I laughed um, when I saw this story, and I had it printed off. And in my mind, it just said Tom Martz across it. But I didn't get to it, and I knew, however, that it would be brought up today. The Missouri Supreme Court sides with Eden Village in its challenge, its constitutional challenge, to the bill from 2022-1606. Now, 1606, when it was first introduced, was enacting two new sections relating to county financial statements. The bill was only seven pages long. Then it went to the Senate. And then it got the following. It's over 170 pages long. And instead of being about the county financial statements, they changed the title to political subdivisions. And it contains, and now it contains county coroners, county financial statements, which was the original purpose of the bill anyway, county auditor, the Boone County Sheriff, Mayoral status required on deeds, neighborhood improvement districts, community improvement districts, homelessness programs. That's the basis by which Eden Village sued. Mm -hmm. And then also there was local government employees retirement systems. And, boy, that's a long summary. Tax increment financing. Required annual financial statements to auditor, delinquent property tax auctions, sales tax exemption for soccer tickets, transportation development districts, political subdivision, building codes, emergency vehicles, public administration, condemnation, land conveyances, and prohibit prohibition against required vaccination. All of that in a piece of legislation that was relating to county financial statements. They should just change the title to stuff. Yeah. Or things. Well, that they kind of did that with political subdivisions because yeah. as we found out with the, I think it was the medicinal marijuana bill, uh, when they challenged it in court because it had multiple subjects, the judge said, well, it's all relating to political right, yeah, subdivisions. Yeah. So, ergo, anything relating to a political subdivision is good to go. Right. But apparently, the Supreme Court, as is established in this one case, they picked up a Missouri Constitution, they opened it up, and they actually found Article 3, Section 21, and Article 3, Section 23, which specifically states would prohibits them from doing these things. However, what I found is interesting, there were, to my knowledge, there's only two Republicans in the House that voted no on this. One of them being Michael Davis, I have no idea where he's, what district he's in, and Tony Lavasco. In the Senate, would you like to take a guess who voted against it? Hmm. 
Mike Noon? Yeah, that would be that crazy <laughs> lunatic from Lawrence that County. Crazy constitutional guy. Him, him, and the uh, Senator May, which I also believe is a Democrat. Okay. So we have three people on the constitutional conservative side of the aisle that said, yeah, this is actually in violation of the Constitution. Let's not go down this road. And the vast majority said, hey, the Constitution doesn't matter anyway. We'll let the ju- That's what judges are for. So, yes, I have to applaud those wearers of black robes for actually opening the Constitution and finding those two sections. When I see the inconsistency of the application of this constitutional requirement, it, to me, suggests that the Constitution and this component of the Constitution itself is used by the Supreme Court just to justify when there's something that they don't like. For whatever reason, they're like, yeah, we don't really like this. We can't, you know, uh, oh, hey, let's pull out this... uh, this constitutional requirement here that you you've got to have single subject and oh i firmly believe if it wasn't for the application of the homelessness part mm-hmm. in there if somebody would have challenged the rest of that and that homeless application wasn't there at all they would have said oh no biggie no problem don't worry about it it's all yeah. codified within the component of political subdivisions Tom Arts with us this morning, streaming live, KSGF.com from Scramblers, the Friday Roadshow, sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. I'm Nick Reed. Garage experts for all of your garage needs, done by experts. I cannot stress this enough. There are certain things home improvement jobs that they make a DIY version of. Oftentimes, and this is an extreme example of that, it is nowhere near what you get when it's done by a professional and done by an expert professional like Garage Experts. Of course, they do the customized storage, but particularly when it comes to the epoxy flooring, I've seen people, you can go on YouTube, you know, I did it on my own. Um, uh, You get what you pay for. And this is one of those instances. The product that Garage Experts has is far superior to what you're going to be able to buy on your own as a consumer. The process with the equipment they use is far, far superior. It's it's not even in the same ballpark. And, of course, the people they have. Instead of it being you on YouTube learning how to do it, these are experts that have done this for years, every day, over and over again for years. So to have it done right, to spend your money right, Garage experts at KSGF.com under Nick's endorsements. Now the first alert forecast. Sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. Uh, It's going to be just a little bit dreary from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Rain mainly in the morning today, high of 56. Slight chance of rain tonight down to 53. 64 tomorrow. Rain on Sunday, 59. And Christmas cloudy. Rain in the morning, a high of 51, and it's Mr. Tom Barnes. Hey, besides Sarah's seventh anniversary working at KSGF, although I thought it was longer. God, it seems like it. Are you aware that we've been doing this segment for 11 years? Yeah, that's crazy. It, pop, it popped up on my Facebook feed as a, as a 10-year memory. Yeah. And then as I scrolled down, I went, okay, here's the one from the prior year and it was when i was creating events okay so in reality we've been we've been doing this segment for a little over 11 years but that's a long time it is it doesn't seem like that long though 
it's this weird contradiction, and I feel it when it comes to just being on KSGF, and that it will be in April, 14 years. And I mentioned that just offhandedly a few weeks ago, and I had three or four different people say, I heard you, is that true? It's like, yeah, it's true. And on one hand, it does, it seems like forever, but on the other hand, it doesn't seem like, oh my gosh, it's been forever. It's a con- it's an emotional contradiction. Well, I always jokingly tell my wife, do you realize that we've been married over half of our lives? Because my oldest kid's 35, the youngest one's 33. I just turned 60. We've been married 35 years. I mean, how she's tolerated me for this long is unbelievable. That is a sad way for a woman to spend her life. I know. I mean, she ought to be thankful that occasionally I go down to the basement and allow her freedom to go to the bathroom and everything before I lock her back up. (laughs) Your time. Were you peeking out the window, woman? (laughs) That's, That's how Ryan, or that's how Sarah treats Ryan. You peeking out the window, woman? Yeah. Well, I, I, I did notice last time I was up there that Ryan had purchased or had gotten for free a great big wooden crate that he had out in the yard. And I was kind of thinking, I wonder if he's going to put bars and, and fencing around I that. And that's going to be his, I, that's, that's his winter home. <laughs> I get this sense Ryan just brings things home. Is that true? He brought home 12 plants. And they're just sitting in our driveway. 12. And I said, what the hell are you bringing 12 plants home for? He's like, I'm going to plant them. Mm. I'm like, why? Does he ever bring things home just because it was a good deal or for no real reason? Sheep. <laughs> Living creatures. <laughs> he brought sheep home because it was a good deal? Yeah. I said, why? He's oh, like, I've man. just always wanted sheep. Well, That's how you know happen. what? There are a lot of marriages that get boring and... Not ours. You can always, you just never know what he's going to bring home. He may bring home a second wife one day. You never know. Like, mm. oh, hey, this is Sally. Well, I have, I have actually been She's... watching a documentary on YouTube that this guy by the name of Peter. Pumpkin Eater? No, Peter. I can't, can't think of his last Peter, name. Peter Pumpkin Eater. But he's been doing this little documentary on the LDS church from the fundamentalist LDS church, which mm-hmm. are those that believe in polygamy. Mm-hmm. And then there's an offshoot between fundamentalist and what we now know as LDS that, yeah, they're polygamists, but the wives have to agree to bring in a second sister. Okay. I always found it quite interesting that it's always the man who gets multiple wives. It's not the wife who gets multiple husbands. That's because the wife's smarter than that. (laughs) And then you have and then you have the actual functioning LDS church today as we know it. And one of the interesting topics that one of the people brought up was that the the modern day LDS church believes that it is the uh, the formation of the actual church, where the fundamentalists basically make the point: Well, hey, you dropped polygamy because the government threatened you to do it. So, how fundamentalist are you? Oh. You you wanted you wanted to comply called with the government dictate yeah called him out him out on right, it right there on YouTube yeah. the guy's got like four hundred and eighty seven four hundred and ninety one of the videos I was watching he had four hundred and thirty three thousand views 
but he goes to like Appalachia. And one of the things I noticed, the recent one about Appalachia, those people are screaming bloody murder because their property taxes were so low. Now you've got multimillionaires buying up huge mm, wow. expanses of property, which is jacking up the prices. So how do you how you eliminate the poor out of a community? You figure out a way to get the rich to move in like they did in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And then you jack up the property prices, property assessments to the point where people can't afford it. They're forced to sell. And the next thing you know, you've got more millionaires. Then eventually the billionaires start to move in, and they move out the millionaires because the millionaires can't afford to live there anymore. Sounds like my neighborhood. The the issue of polygamy, you, whenever the whole gay marriage debate was going on, and there used to be a Friday. I don't even know how it came to be, but he was a television personality. This was a long time ago. And on Fridays, he would come on the show, and we were talking. I think it was actually off air, and we were doing the show at the Golden Corral on the north side for some reason. Your old stomping grounds. You, you may have been working there that Golden day. Golden Corral, home of the Golden Classic Buffet and yeah, catering? That's right. You may have been there. By you golly. could have been working that day. I could have day. been, yeah. This was probably 10 years ago or 11 years ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So we were Weren't doing... you an intern here first, though? No, no, uh-uh. Uh-uh. no, no. I started as part time for yeah. like the oh, weekend. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, anyway, I was this person. He was talking about you know, gay marriage should be legal, and so I was noting, well, if that is the case, then that does open it up to, for example, polygamy. And he's like, no, it doesn't. I was like, why not? Well, that's different. I was like, well, gay marriage is different than straight marriage. That's the whole point here. You know, and he just, he couldn't get through his head. And I said, eventually, you know, th- this is something that's going to come to head. But at the same time, and this is what's really interesting about it, and shows how we compartmentalize things. You have people that are, okay, so polygamy, I guess, would be considered to be on the right, conservative, I, I suppose, in some weird well, way, it would right? be more along the religious yeah, aspect, yeah, right. yeah because okay. there's polygamists in the Bible. But then you have people who are left-wingers that also live a lifestyle similar. Now, theirs isn't for religious reasons. Theirs is almost for non-religious, like anti-religious reasons, because I don't believe I can do whatever I want to. I got a couple wives or a couple chicks living here. And it has become so socially, I wouldn't say acceptable, but it, well, acceptable that it exists, that they, I, I noticed, they call it polyamorous. So it's as if they're like, well, we can't call it polygamy because we've demonized that, even though that's what we're doing. In terms of relationships, having, and, and it's almost, almost always a guy with a couple girls. Um, not that it can't go the other way, and it doesn't. But it's almost as if they're like, well, we have to come up with a different name for it because we have so demonized and ridiculed the grouping of people who live this lifestyle. Now that we are not just living it, but we're open about it, we have to call it something else. <laughs> Let's call it polyamorous. So that's what they call it instead of polygamy, polyamorous. Well, there there were certain applications, and I'm not condoning it one way or the other, but like when you were on the trek westward, mm-hmm. 
and let's say there's a woman that has four or five children, and it, it ends up being that the husband died on the mm-hmm. trek. So who's going to provide for the wife? Who's going to provide sure, for right. the children? Yeah, yeah. So it made, survival. it made perfect sense mm-hmm. to then pair, as long as she was not forced into it, to pair that family right. up with yeah. an already existing family. And you would always end up, you certainly wouldn't want to pair them up with somebody who was poor. You'd want to pair them up with somebody who had the means means. to be able to support them. So it made, and I know polygamy existed before that, but based on the trek westward, that would make perfect sense for that to occur. Yeah, I mean, there are instances where, uh, you know, it works. Makes sense. I mean, it's also the, the reason why a lot of people back in the day, and of course it's not happening now, but you had, you had... At least two children, if not more. Because I've always viewed this, and I didn't get this thought process until later, that I am responsible for my in-laws. Well, my wife and her siblings are actually responsible for their in-laws. But our kids, I always jokingly tell them, look, if something happens to me first, you guys have to take care of your mother. Right. Something happens to your mother, I know you're placing me in an old folks' home, so... Sure, right. You understand the language. Yeah, I, un- I understand how that system works. But if something happens to me, they are responsible to make sure that their mother is provided for until the, the day that she either ends up having to be committed to, into an insane asylum. But the fact that I'm gone will probably change her mindset completely because now she's free yeah. of the pond scum that she married. And she's ready to go right. into the world. Yeah, it will not take her long. It will not take her long. <laughs> I want just once for a, a polygamist, the because there's this curiosity and oftentimes the questions like, you know, why, why, and just once I want to hear one say because I really like sandwiches. <laughs> Springfield's Talk 1041 live from Scramblers, the Friday Roadshow sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you, thank you. Well, if you are looking for those last-minute Christmas gifts, maybe some stocking stuffers, uh, maybe gift cards, I recommend you take a trip down to Quick Draw Gun, not because they are awesome, well, they are awesome, but they are doing their ninth anniversary sale, and they are going to be doing that until uh, Saturday. And some of the highlights of this sale, they are doing all used guns, 10% off. They're having some of the lowest prices of the year on most of their firearms. Uh, Like I mentioned, they're going to have Tons of gift cards available, lots of stocking stuffers under $10, plus store-wide savings on everything. So tons of reasons to go down there. I know uh, Brad with Quick Draw Gun, he had messaged in yesterday and said that they are just continuing different sales throughout the week, and they're going to get better and better as the week goes on. So if you are looking for some last-minute Christmas gifts or stocking stuffers, Quick Draw Gun in Monette is the place to go. Now, in the meantime, if you are looking for something specific, maybe you are needing to order something or you are going to be a new firearm owner and you have questions or you just kind of want to go through the process with them i highly recommend that you give them a call today you can find all of the contact information for brad and his team under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com tom arts with us i am going to go down to quick draw guns with a scale to weigh those tons of gift certificates that they're handing out that's a that's a measure weight and measure thing that's true by the way, grab your Christmas break. Oh, yeah. I have to explain these. Okay, the wife good. and I, for years, have been making 
different types of crafts. Okay, we are. So uh, what these you are, find, way, what she you will find these? in those bags, yeah, she is the one who very is nice. the, the. I could tell they're very the, cute. The they are. So every year we make a Christmas gift, and this year you that. guys are getting the handmade hanging oh, Santa Claus face. So you have to get oh, a picture of those and post it on the... So we had something really similar to this that was also, like, custom-made when I was growing up. So this is really... She, oh, she learned how to make those while we were out in California. Oh, no kidding. And we had completely really forgot good. about them until we moved here and we started unpacking stuff. I'm going to so make then, mine a puppet. So then we started making them again. Look at his eyes. So you have a, a, a Santa Claus face well, that you can hang on the you. wall of the door. So I, love I love it. it. Thank yeah. you. I feel like this should be in studio. We should have it where the uh, web the studio cam. I forgot to put the studio Christmas tree up this year. Oh, well. Well, thank at, you very much. At it's one, so at awesome. At one point I in time, that. I actually gave the studio a uh, – they were made out of coat hangers. There were six coat hangers that you wrapped together. This was before you. Oh, okay, I was going to say. And you, you wrapped the coat hangers real tightly with tinsel. And it had little it had little lights on it, little decorations on it, and everything. And I, I gave it to the former talk show host to put in the studio, but I don't know whatever happened to it. Yeah, I don't recall ever seeing that. So I'll have to make another one, and then you guys can have your own little Christmas tree in studio. Yeah, I uh, I don't even know where the one that we that you normally put up is. I don't know. Yeah, do we put? Do we, we I put, think it's in the garage. I'm not sure. Now, last year I made a kind of handmade star with your face on it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but don't I have that? Uh, that's I think in that my you saved it. Because I have my beaker figurine holding it. <laughs> I needed a star. I, or it, he was holding it. It may have fallen. Because that happens. I have a beaker. Uh, uh, you mean the Muppet? Like a chemistry? No, the, mu- the Muppet. Oh, oh, oh a figurine. Not, not a it's a okay. fi- uh, beaker figurine on my desk. So, before for the children who are listening, before Elf on the Shelf, there was Beaker who was a streaker. <laughs> I was wondering what you're going to rhyme with it. <laughs> Tom Arts with us more in moments. We continue the Friday Road Show here at Scrambler, sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. I am Nick Reed. It's our Friday Road Show Scramblers, sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. I am Nick Reed with Tom Arts. It should have been Beaker the Tweaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would make much more sense because he'd already have the tools to make meth. Yeah. Working in a laboratory. Beaker the Tweaker. I, I've always liked Beaker as a character. Uh, I, I also have on my desk a Kermit the Frog puppet I've had for as long as I can possibly remember. Um, the other Muppet that I do like, who is one of the more, well, he wasn't an original, is Pepe, the prawn. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah just he, I, He's just really funny. I really like him. But, I don't, you know, I did not even see the last Muppet movie, that most recent one. I just kind of, eh, I don't know. There was a series that... A few years ago, came out. I think it was ABC, one of the major networks, and I didn't even know about it until we were coming back from a great escape. And um, whatever flight we were on had a channel that ha- it was like all 
ABC or CBS or, or something along those lines. And I thought, well, there's a Muppet show. And, they, uh, and there were only a couple episodes that they were hilarious. One of them had, who was it, um, Michael Buble, and he fell in love with Miss Piggy. And it was just, it was really, really funny. Um, but I don't know what, I guess it just didn't last, didn't make it, sadly. That was a cool show growing up. I mean, the, the kids watched the Muppets, they watched, uh... They, it think, was variety show I, style. I don't think they watched too much of Sesame Street. Now, are you talking about the Muppets, the variety style, where they always had a yeah, guest Yeah, the host, Jim Henson like, Muppet Show was right. something that was now, very... I've got, I've got several seasons of the DVDs, the original, where you'd have Liza Minnelli host and, you know, just... Alice Cooper host these different celebrities. Because I always liked the two dudes that sat up in the balcony. Oh, yeah. And, oh. Then, and then the yippers. Well, yeah. The yippers or whatever they no, were yeah. called. Yeah. Uh, see, I thought those were Sesame Street. Was they, that Sesame I, Street? Well, I know they were on Sesame Street, but there was crossover because Cormac the Frog was on Sesame Street. Well, now Sarah's going to Yeah, they, would, they, they were these alien things, and they would yeah. So what are you doing yep, for Christmas? Yep, yep, yep. yep. You going to uh, St. Jen or uh, no, Cape? No, we actually go to so Christmas Eve to my mother-in-law's, um, and then my wife, you know, her sister and that family would get together Christmas Eve evening, and then um, everybody goes home. But we stay there, and then in the morning everybody comes back. Of course, we're there. And we do Christmas in the morning. Then we come back to our house, which already has much of my family there. That While we're gone, they're there at the house. Oh, so your family's coming over from Cape to here? No, my, my mom and stepdad from Carthage. Oh, okay. And then my brother and his family from Texas. So they'll actually be at the house while we're gone, um, kind of, I guess, getting ready and setting up food. They're going to be checking everything. out that garage floor. Yeah, they are. Doing. They absolutely, well, my parents have seen it. I don't know. I can't recall if. I don't think my brother and his family have seen it yet. So I, I'll. it'll give me a chance to show it off again. See, my garage floor is actually dirt. Oh, just straight up dirt? Just straight up dirt. Well, it would be quite an improvement for you. Then. <laughs> I mean, you would, you'd really be jumping a few rungs on the ladder to have garage experts come in. That's one of the few companies yeah. I have not done business yeah. with They're, it do you know Mark and sh- have you I've met, I've the- met okay. him at a few of the events that I've, I've gone to yeah I don't know how they would prep the dirt floor I'm not sure how that would work grind it down like they do the the concrete well listen thank you so much and your wife uh, uh, for that gift and thanks for filling in next week you bet um, for me and have a Merry Christmas you as well you Tom, too sir Tom Martz everyone we've got another hour ahead here as we broadcast live from Scramblers the Friday Road Show is sponsored by the great people at Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. I'm Nick Reed.